People, this is it, our last show at Newsmax. It's January 14th, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message live from Boca Raton, Florida. After today, I finally move into my new house. We get the makeshift studio going while we build out the big studio. And I just want to thank everyone here at Newsmax for hooking us up. They made it a very, very seamless, easy week for us. And I hope you've enjoyed me back in studio. I've been very excited to be back in studio. And I've been wandering around Boca Raton and a lot of old people saying they like me. It's pretty great. Everything's good. And we got a big show for you today. Uh, before I get to that, of course, as you know, uh, we are streaming on Rumble, on YouTube, on Blaze TV. Do a little subscribe thing, tap a notification bell, whatever it is that you do. If you could just make sure you're doing the right thing, that would be appreciated. And we're going very heavy today on Joe Biden. You may know Joe Biden. He is the man pretending to be the president of the United States. And he gave a big speech yesterday updating us all on COVID. And I actually watched the full speech because sometimes I don't have time. I have a life, much like you guys. And I don't have time to watch all of the things that these people are doing. And I just see clips. You th see things on Twitter or maybe you're on Facebook for whatever reason or wherever else you get clips. But yesterday I was actually, right after we finished the show here at Newsmax, uh, there was a truck waiting outside. I was on America's Newsroom with Dana Perino, my friend, and Bill Hemmer. And uh, we, I thought we were gonna get preempted because Biden started giving this speech. So I ended up watching the entire Biden speech. And we're gonna show you like five or six clips from this thing because lordy, lordy, it was a doozy. So we're going very heavy on Joe Biden up top. Uh, then the second story, which is actually great news related to COVID, uh, the Supreme Court struck down the OSHA mandate for companies over 100 employees, which is absolutely fantastic. That was led by my friends over at the Daily Wire. So we'll talk about that. And then I thought a nice way to end this week and to sort of pave the road forward uh, as I get to the new home studio in Florida would be a throwback clip. You know, we've tried to do these every now and again. I wanna start doing them a little bit more, uh, but we found a really, really great clip from Ronald Reagan talking about freedom and communism and really what it's all about. So we're gonna throw to that, so three stories for you today. So let's get right to it. Uh, Joe Biden gave a big speech yesterday. He reads these things off teleprompters, not particularly well, but I wanna give the devil his due and I wanna show you as much of the speech as possible. So we've got a couple clips. Uh, he started with this. Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against, uh, I'd I like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the, the Omicron variant. All right, all right. So you can see he got off to, I would say, a rocky start, but then he started to hit his stride. You can find the nearest testing sites for you by Googling COVID test near me. Google COVID test near me. And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 I've excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, Eng I'm, I hope I pronounced it, Eng 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 Inglesby, correct? Is that right? Okay, so you can see things continued to go well, and then he decided to tell us that he'd like more censorship. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all. 
our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. Ah, the inspiration never stops with this guy. I want to reread the, the quote there. That was the key part of the whole thing and that very passionate plea that Joe made. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. Now, putting aside, I don't know what he's talking about with shows. Uh, what he means by that is censor things that we don't like even though we've got everything wrong basically from the beginning, whether it was the efficacy of vaccines or the usefulness of masks or whether lockdowns made sense or anything else. As I mentioned on the show yesterday, you know, there's some of us who I guess deserve a little pat on the back that kind of roughly got some of this stuff right and didn't lose our minds over the last two years. And a lot of people that you would have called conspiracy theorists two years ago, you know, vaccine mandates are coming. These things don't seem to be working. Why is it that the pharmaceutical companies are not legally responsible for what happens? Like a whole bunch of stuff. Now we're allowed to talk about it. Oh, maybe it did leak out of the lab in Wuhan. Maybe it did have something to do with some of the research that Fauci and the NIH were funding. We kind of couldn't talk about that. Now we kind of can. Maybe I'll be booted, who the hell knows. Um, but the scary part about that, joking aside, is when Biden is saying to these companies, please deal with misinformation and disinformation, that is basically as close as the government can come to overriding the First Amendment without us having some sort of constitutional crisis. Like he's saying, hey, I'm the head of the government here, right? And I'm asking you guys to do censorship. I know I can't tell you guys to do censorship because then that might be a problem. Uh, but I'm asking you guys to do it. And then the question is, what other levers of power that we don't know about can they apply to force Facebook, or maybe not even force, to hint gently to Facebook at board meetings or wherever else, oh yeah, you should get rid of this stuff. It goes against the approved narrative. By the way, this is the same administration that I'm sure you guys remember this clip, we played it many times a couple months back, where Jen Psaki said that they, the administration flags certain content on social media for the social media companies, the big tech companies to deal with, okay? So this is what this government wants. It wants to make sure that social media companies ban and censor whatever they don't like, which of course they label misinformation and disinformation. Now when they put out misinformation and disinformation, that's all good, that's approved narrative, man. But you know, when we do it, we got problems. But uh, it continued with Biden. He, uh, he lied a lot during this speech. Here's some lies. I've been, uh, I've been saying that as we remain in this pandemic, uh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And I mean by this, right now, both vaccinated and unvaccinated people are testing positive. But what happens after that could not be more different. As a result, they're crowding our hospitals, leaving little room for anyone else who might have a heart attack or an injury in an automobile accident or any injury at all. And yes, the unvaccinated are dying from COVID-19. 
Okay, there's so much bullshit in that very short clip. First off, show me someone, show me an article, point me to a person that was rejected from a hospital when they had a heart attack or a car accident. Simply has not happened. It has not happened. And if you can, point me to it. By the way, I'll gladly retweet it. I will mention it on the show next week. And by the way, that if you can find one instance of it, that actually wouldn't prove anything because he's trying to make it sound like this is happening all over the place. These unvaccinated people are overwhelming hospitals. Where are the videos of the overwhelming hospitals anywhere in the world? Where, where are they? Why have we never seen the images? Do these people not have phones? The unvaccinated walking around without phones. Um, so he's lying about that, okay, that's just a lie. Also, he's changing his language on this pandemic of the unvaccinated because a whole bunch of us called bullshit on him, you know, a week or so ago when he kept saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and then what happened over the last couple of weeks? Well, then everybody got COVID and it didn't matter whether you were unvaccinated, vaccinated, 18 ways uh, boosted or anything else. And then suddenly it seemed very fraudulent that he was saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Also, by the way, notice when he says this, okay, so here, I'll even give him some credit. Maybe it is true. I'll, I, and I'll, we can do a little research and I would recommend that you do your own. Maybe it is true that the unvaccinated, especially of a certain age, are going to hospitals more often. But notice he doesn't mention the age. He doesn't mention how many people. And even if that is true, he still never talks about personal choice. He still never talks about your ability to make decisions for, your, for yourself, right? Whatever's right for you and your family and everything else. But it's just endless fear, just endless fear. And if you think all of that wasn't bad enough, here is how the whole speech ended. And I'll stop here so we can get to the briefing started. Thank you for taking the time. Mr. President, we have a message for vaccinated Americans who are wondering why they should continue to restrict their activities given that your health officials say most Americans will get COVID at some point. Folks, we'll talk about that later. Come on. Why should Americans trust your administration to be COVID when the virus is clearly running short? Do you think the Republicans would go before the White House? The virus is clearly running short. Why should there be no state president? I mean, that is seriously depressing and scary stuff. And if that was Donald Trump sitting there confused with the papers, he's shuffling things around, he's ignoring people, he's looking for someone to help him, he's got the blank stare in his face. I mean, if that was Donald Trump, they'd be screaming about the 25th Amendment, right? They'd be talking about impeachment and everything else. It's like... This guy is just not in charge. I'm sorry. I wish he was. I wish the president of the United States was cognitively capable, right? I wish this guy, even if I didn't agree with him, like the guy's still flying the plane. You want the pilot to roughly know what they're doing. So that was deeply depressing to end that thing. It's sad and it's scary and it's weird and it's like, man, are we ever gonna talk about it? And the scandal around it really is the non-scandal because we all know it, but we're not talking about the scandal because mainstream doesn't make it happen. But we were watching that and it made me think we could probably find something fun to do with that. And I'll stop here so we can get to the briefing started. Thank you for taking the time. We'll talk about that later. Come on. Why should Americans trust your administration to be 
Lordy, lordy. All right. Well, then Biden's day did not end there. Then he had to give a talk a little later to the press. You know, every now and again, they let him sort of wander out to the press corps or suddenly someone sticks a mic in his face and you could see all his handlers like, no, he's going to do it again. But he just walks up to them and he says things. And now he does this new thing where he's always faking anger. Well, the other thing that was happening yesterday, of course, uh, beyond just the, the COVID stuff, uh, is now there's all this discussion about voting rights laws and what the scary Republicans are doing by making sure that you have to have an ID to vote or say be a citizen to vote and somehow this is subverting our democracy. <laughs> so, Biden, uh, so Biden talked to the media about that. We can come back and try it a second time. We missed this time. We missed this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, who gets to count the vote? Count the vote. Count the vote. It's about election subversion, not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote? That's what this is about. That's what makes this so different than anything else we've ever done. I don't know that we can get it done, but I know one thing. As long as I have a breath in me, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moved. Thank you. Adjust the meds, people. Okay, Saki in the morning when he's having his coffee, put an extra pill in or split a pill or something. The fake anger or whatever's going on there, the dysregulated anger, everything else. And of course, what he's saying is a lie. These Republican states that have passed some of these laws have passed things like voter ID. They've passed things like you got to be legal to vote, unlike what's happening now in New York City that we covered a couple days ago. Please, someone, I plea, I have a plea to you people. Show me someone who is in the United States legally, who's here, who cannot vote. Do you think that anyone, any respectful, decent, roughly mainstream person would stop them from voting? I want every citizen who's here legally, uh, who's legally allowed to vote, to be able to vote. But you should have to show an ID. You should have to legally be here. You know, we can have a couple rules around it. When he's talking about it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. Uh, first off, that's an old uh, Nazi. I think that was an old Nazi uh, meme originally, that concept. Or maybe that was Stalin. It might have even been Stalin. Uh, but, but yes, it is who counts the votes. And they're making sure it's going to be all of their people. And they want to make sure that they can do ballot harvesting and all of these other crazy things. And by the way, that is one of the reasons that I left California for the free state of Florida, because I could not deal with the nonsense. Uh, I mentioned this many times, but when you mail in your ballot uh, for that recall election, when you mailed it in back in January, uh, sorry, back in September that was, of course, uh, no matter which way you folded the ballot, you could either see yes on recall or you could see Larry Elder's name if you just held it up to light. Like that's what they want. That is the stuff. Uh, a Stalin, by the way, I was right on that. It was a Stalin quote. Those who cast the votes decide nothing. Those who count the votes decide everything. 
So Joe Biden, possibly inadvertently, is quoting Joseph Stalin. There you go. All right. Uh, Despite all the nonsense with Joe, there was a whole bunch of good news yesterday. And I know it's a little hard to find the good news. You gotta wade through stuff and you gotta kind of really look for it sometimes, but there really was some great news yesterday. The Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's OSHA vaccine mandate. We've got some info on that from the Daily Wire. On Thursday, the Supreme Court blocked a Biden administration mandate that would have forced private businesses with at least 100 employees to require workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to regular testing. Okay, so this has been one of the big ones that everybody's been fighting about. As you know, the Daily Wire themselves, led by Jeremy Boring and Ben Shapiro and the other guys, uh, they were one of the companies fighting this. Harmeet Dillon, my friend who's been on the show, uh, she was one of the leading lawyers on the case. And this is, this is great news. It got all the way up to the Supreme Court. And in my humble estimation, the Supreme Court did make the right decision. Now, I can't tell you that it was all perfect yesterday because the other decision that the Supreme Court made was that the mandate on healthcare workers would stand. And believe it or not, Brett Kavanaugh uh, was the deciding vote on that. He voted saying that it would stand for healthcare workers. Now, I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I am a constitutional scholar. I have some pretty, pretty good knowledge of some of this stuff. It seems a little bit weird. I'm gonna try to read it later when I'm in the car. I'll read uh, his commentary on it. It seems a little odd to me if you say, oh, it is unconstitutional for private companies to force people to be vaccinated, that but it is constitutional for healthcare companies to do it. It's like, I don't know how that fits into the constitution that depending on the type of work that you do. Now, there may be some minutia and details in there that we can, we can go through, so we'll see a little bit more about that. But in essence, uh, this idea that these companies with at least 100 employees are not gonna be forced to do anything they don't wanna do, which by the way, kicks the choice back to the individual, right? It makes you make a choice for yourself. I would like to be vaccinated. I will go to work or perhaps I can talk to my boss about working from home if other people aren't vaccinated and I'm worried about that. That's the messiness of freedom. It's the beauty of freedom rather than top-down government. You must do this to work here. I don't have 100 employees, but I know, I know in my bones I have no right whether I have 10 employees or 100 employees, to say to people who work for me, who are not my slaves, they work for me in, a, in an open and honest free exchange, I have no right to say to them, you must get injected with this thing to work for me. So this was good, this was, this was really, really good, and it's just another marker, and I know it's hard to see, guys, as I said before, you gotta kinda look through the brush, but it's just another marker that things are turning a little bit. The Biden approval rating that we talked about yesterday at 33%, the Glenn Youngkin win in Virginia, which is a big hit on critical race theory, the fact that people are going showing up to stores and seeing the supply chain stuff and going, oh, maybe that does have something to do with the policies of this government. Or when we see 9.7% inflation and you go, oh, again, maybe this has something to do with the policies. Like people are waking up when you see people going over the last couple of weeks, hey, I didn't get vaccinated, I got COVID. That guy did get vaccinated, he got COVID. We all kind of, it all kind of shook out the same. Maybe I'm allowed to ask some questions. Yeah, you know what? It's still America and you're still allowed to ask some questions. And speaking of America, I thought we would end this week with a throwback clip. We found this really fantastic Ronald Reagan speech. This is a video of Ronald Reagan warning us of government overreach 
and appeasement. Take a look. No government ever voluntarily reduces itself in size. So government programs once launched never disappear. Actually, a government bureau is the nearest thing to eternal life we'll ever see on this earth. <laughs> what does it mean whether you hold the deed to the, or the title to your business or property if the government holds the power of life and death over that business or property and such machinery already exists? The government can find some charge to bring against any concern it chooses to prosecute. Every businessman has his own tale of harassment. Somewhere a perversion has taken place. Our natural unalienable rights are now considered to be a dispensation of government. And freedom has never been so fragile, so close to slipping from our grasp as it is at this moment. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Man, chills up my spine, and I'm sure I'm not only speaking for myself. That sort of clarity, that sort of honesty, that sort of decency from a good man who didn't want to rule your life, just wanted to create the conditions so you could rule it yourself. I mean, there's a couple incredible quotes there that I think ring, ring pretty freaking true today. What does it mean whether you hold the deed or title to your business or property if the government holds the power of life and death over that business or property. Does that sound familiar over the last couple of years? Does that sound familiar? And by appeasement, what he's talking about is that we keep giving, we keep giving. Oh, no, no, if you just stay at home, if you just wear a mask, if you just get injected, if you just stay on the government dole because they're not letting you go to work, just more and more and more, and it's just kind of small, and we're just gonna appease and appease and appease, and appeasement doesn't work, right? Ask Neville Chamberlain about that Hitler guy. And that's sort of where we're all at at the moment. We've appeased, we've played. This thing was crazy two years ago. We didn't know what was happening. As I said yesterday, it's like, I grant everybody that first month of COVID, we all get a pass. We all get a pass, it was so crazy. Did a few people, where there were a few voices out there like, no, if we start with lockdowns and masks and everything else, this will go to a horrible place? Yes, I think I roughly warned about that. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter anymore. Everyone gets a pass at the beginning, but now it's time, no more appeasement, no more appeasement. Make a decision, no more surrender. Do you wanna live free or do you not wanna live freely? Like that's the choice right now. 
And those words, I mean, send that clip around, man. You can cut me out of it. Send that clip around. And, and this is a time-tested battle that we're in right now. When he talks about the children of Israel in Egypt, when he talks about Christ on the cross, this thing has been fought before and it will be fought again. And what side are you on? Well, I know what side I'm on. And I have nothing better to do than save the world. And I really mean that. And I'm going to be doing it from the free state of Florida. So on that note, uh, I once again want to thank all the folks over at Newsmax who hooked us up this week. Uh, I'm off to close on the house, get our makeshift studio going, and we'll be back on Monday officially at our new time, live streaming at 11 a.m. Pacific. No, sorry, that's what we used to do. 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, my full interview with Rand Paul, who smacked down. Anthony Fauci is up on YouTube and Rumble right now. And if you want to communicate with me directly, if you want to get ad-free videos, if you want to talk to other viewers, et cetera, et cetera, go to rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, I've got a crazy weekend ahead of me of moving stuff in and, you know, just getting life in order. I hope you have a good one and I'll see you on Monday. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.